Locked in on the box. No, never in a million years. Bringing the insight and the analysis. I do hate charge calls. 2022 Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Eric Name of The Athletic, is on Rutledge and Hamilton. Eric Name does join the show from The Athletic. We're not going to cut him off like he was apparently cut off last night on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. We want as much Eric name as we can possibly get here. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside Matt Hamilton. Hello. Presented by Coors Light. And Eric, I'm asking this question. I do not. I'm going to lead with this because I don't want to be viewed as some sort of idiot. But uh, is last night's win concerning uh, because the Celtics had a, a short staff, or is that just, or you know, a shorter bench and a shorter team with some of their stars out, or is that just how the ball bounces sometimes? No, I don't think it's a real concern. Um, I think this happens a lot in the NBA. Like if if you watch enough NBA games and you you just see this around the league, uh, I know people are not going to like enjoy hearing this, but this this happens. Uh, when you have a scouting report for pick some player, Mike Muscala, Sam Hauser, whoever it might be, uh, and then they turn into the second or third option as opposed to the sixth or seventh option, they play much different. And guys like that in those situations are going to play in uh, a role with a lot more confidence. They're going to take a lot more shots. They're not going to fear taking a bad shot, even if they take some. Uh, and those are going to go in. Like, I'm. There's been years where, like, a the Nassus Adetokounmpo led Bucks team have gone down to the wire with the Denver Nuggets or or whoever else. Like, this is a thing that happens in the league. So I don't think it's concerning. the The only thing that really matters is that the Bucks got a win at the end of it, and now they're a half game back of the Celtics. And uh, even maybe more importantly than that, they took one of two thus far with the Bucks and the Celtics, and that sets up. Uh, the ultimate like tiebreaker game on March 30th in Milwaukee. So uh, that's the second ever back-to-back for the Bucks. So not totally ideal, but still, they didn't give up the tiebreaker. They can still win that uh, with the Celtics, and that might end up being really big because I think these two teams are going to be at the very top of the Eastern Conference standings when it's all said and done. Uh, Eric, I literally just said that they they were not pl- necessarily planning for these guys, and the plan that you had is out the window when you have – like the third stringers and second stringers come in because they play with no fear, just like you said. Um, so I, I'm curious on how how you feel that the Bucks like stack right now. Like obviously that was a good game against the Celtics. It was nice to get the win. Holiday went off forty points, I think. But if if we it's been a while since me and you've talked, how are they gelling now that they got this big three? A little bit more time together. You feeling more confident in the Bucks? Less confident in the Bucks? I mean, so I think the idea has always been once the big three gets back, everything's going to be back to normal and everything's going to be fine. And they've now won eleven straight games since Chris Middleton has come back. Right. Um, and I was joking with Drew Holiday, like I don't want to say like you know Chris is the reason, but I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that he comes back and they win a bunch of games. And obviously, schedules got to fall a certain way, and you got to get some breaks, but. Still, they've won a bunch of games since Chris Middleton has been back. And and I think this is kind of them reminding everyone just how good they are. 
and just how good they can be going forward. And they're really not even all the way there yet. Like last night, Chris Middleton plays 25 minutes. They were hoping that they could get him like the final minutes of the game. And then they go to overtime. And instead of Middleton, you got to figure out, okay, is it Joe Ingles? Is it Pat Connaughton? How are we going to try to get through this? Should Javon Carter play? Uh, And we were talking to Chris Middleton after the game, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Bobby's still out. And I'm not all the way back yet. And we're still trying to figure out how Joe works. And, oh, we just traded for Jay Crowder. And we're going to have to add him in there as well. And I just thought last night was kind of like an example of, them still figuring some things out. Uh, I think if you get 32 minutes of Chris Middleton as opposed to 25 minutes, maybe that one's over a, a lot earlier. If, if you get some more of those guys that you you brought in, uh, then you don't have to worry about it being as close to a game. But it was, and they found a way to win, and and that speaks to just how good Drew and Giannis can be. But oh, this is largely the Bucks starting to show what they can be, what everyone thought they would be. Uh, and we'll see if it if it keeps growing, but that's kind of the thought is that they're just getting started in that process of getting rebuilt again into being what what they think they can be. Talking with Eric Nave from the Athletic, uh, with the wait's finally over, the Bucks got Jay Crowder, but now he's not going to play for uh, until after the All Star break. But yeah. tell everyone, I guess in theory, because we don't know Jay hasn't played in a while, what Jay Crowder brings to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think the greatest compliment I can give a player in the NBA is a word that I can't say on radio. Like if <laughs> if you're an MFer, that I can't give you a greater compliment. And Jay Crowder is an MFer. That dude is just <laughs> tough as nails. Nobody wants to play against him. Nobody wants to get defended by him. Nobody wants to battle with him for 35 minutes every single night. That's just not what you want to do. And, and to me, that's the big thing, right? And I don't know if he's going to be as in-your-face about it as P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's like a, <laughs> just like a different dude in that regard. But he is going to bring some of that. You know, talking with some people around the team, like, they were kind of saying, like, it's nice to have, you know, like, the catfish in there to, to mix everyone up, to stir it all up, to get everyone, you know, back to feeling like, oh, yeah, like, this is how we're supposed to compete because – I think at the start of the year, the only like real addition was Joe Ingles, and Ingles did that for a while. And now I think everyone's used to Joe's stuff, like what Joe does, who he's going to p- pick at, who he's going to make fun of, who he's going to talk junk to, like all of that. So they got another dude that'll do that. And now Jay Crowder will do that for the final 20 games and get them ready for the playoffs. And and as him as a player is also important. Like he's six foot six, he's physical, he's strong. He can guard fours, threes, maybe not twos anymore because he's getting a little bit older. Uh, but he can do some of that switching that you saw the Bucks do last night against the Celtics. He can guard up the ladder. He's tough. He, he's a streaky shooter. He's not like a knockdown, knockdown 40% three-point shooter, but he is a guy that can get hot and is a streaky shooter. So there's certainly games, and the Bucks know this from experience in the finals. I think he had a game where he is 6-7 from the three-point line. Uh, that's something that he could do for the Bucks as well. So overall, it's just a, a, another really tough, hard-nosed, defensive-minded player that helps them get bigger. And, you know, as we've talked about on, on this show before, as I've talked about Jay Crowder for five months now, yeah. um, this, this is just a, a, a dude that you get on your team to help when, you actually, when the Celtics actually have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. When those two dudes are out there, you need – big strong wings to throw at them 
and Jay Crowder was among the very best of those on the market. So um, I was out in Denver when the whole trade got made. And first I see the trade that Crowder went to the Nets and was like, ah, we were hoping to get him. And then like hours later, a day later, uh, we got Crowder to the Bucks. And I've got a teammate in Colin Huffman. He's a big, tall guy. He was a big basketball fan. And I was reading the tweet. What was it? Five second rounders in totality. He said he. So first of all, I kind of only understand like NFL trades. Right. Did we get fleeced? Is five second rounders like a massive, massive price to pay? Obviously, time will tell with how he plays for the Bucks. But like, initial thought is I was a little shocked because five second rounders in the NFL is crazy. Yeah, it's not really like that in the NBA. Um, I think it's something like ten of the last. 90 second round picks have and that's like three drafts worth have turned into guys that are rotation players so you're looking at like an extremely low hit rate on second rounders and how they might be impacted and kind of what we've seen over the years is teams are a lot more willing to trade their first round picks uh this is something that started with ironically enough the bucks trading for drew holiday they traded pretty much all of their future first round picks to get Drew Holiday in into Milwaukee and it worked. They won a ring and now the whole league was like, all right, we're gonna do that. So teams <laughs> only want to give up their first round picks if it's for something big in something like spectacular, like Drew Holiday, like Kevin Durant, a player like that. So what they've now started to do is if it's a smaller edition, they try to get as many second round picks as possible and then trade them to teams that might want to use them or might use them similarly in the coming years to trade for another person like that. So it's just a a very uh, tradable asset that maybe doesn't have a whole lot of value. Okay. Uh, So, so around the trade deadline, it ends up just being something that's more valuable than it might actually be. uh, and, And kind of a good way for teams to feel better about themselves for giving up on like a, a player that might not fit with them anymore or right. uh, like a veteran that they don't want to totally have because it will make them a little bit better and they'd prefer to get their draft stock up a little bit in the final 25 games. All right, well, who won? Who won the trade? <laughs> There's always a winner I mean, I, and a loser. I mean, I think the Bucks did. The the Bucks were looking for someone. They didn't give up any of their rotation guys. Like when we first started talking about Jay Crowder in October, um, we were talking about Grayson Allen going in that deal. We were, we were talking about, at one point or another, Marjan Bochamp being a part of that. We were talking about a first-round pick being a part of that. Uh, in the end, they don't give up a first-rounder, they don't give up Marjan, and, and they don't even give up Grayson Allen. So with those second-round picks, they managed to get the guy that they wanted. They give themselves another option, and now they have legitimately probably about 10 players on the roster, uh, the bottom three of which they can mix and match against different teams depending on the matchup and and have different guys at different heights and different talents and different skill sets and and really set themselves up to, to be pretty malleable uh, depending on which way they need to go in the playoffs in, in different rounds. And, Eric, I want to have a question here. We had this around the, the office, and so I'll throw it out to you. It's National Wisconsin Day. And I don't know who the, the best player, maybe I'm missing someone, in the, in the NBA from the state of Wisconsin is. I don't know if it's Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know if it's Jordan Poole. I don't know if it's uh, Tyler Hero. All of different cases. I mean, Poole's got a ring, and Halliburton's a, uh, a pretty key player, and obviously Hero scores lots of buckets. What's, what's your thought on that? 
Wow. Um, I think it's probably Hal Burton. Um, like we're looking at a guy all star, mm-hmm. and that just isn't a level that. While you know, Heroes had some moments in the finals and stuff like that, he hasn't reached. And obviously, Pool had some moments as well, and does have the ring. But I don't know if he's gotten quite as high up in, in the pecking order as Tyrese Halliburton uh, for the Pacers. So I think that's probably where I would go. Uh, but it, I mean, it's honestly interesting that we're at a spot where. Yeah. You know, there's even more dudes in the league than that, right? Like you could throw in Kevon Looney, you could throw in Patrick Baldwin Jr. Like this is uh, this is kind of cool. Just like it's not typical for the state of Wisconsin to have that many dudes in the league. Um, it would be great if anyone in state could actually recruit them. That'd be awesome. <laughs> like whether whether that would be UW, Marquette, heck, even UWM. Whoever, if someone in state could, uh, could actually recruit him, that would be awesome. Uh, but that hasn't been happening, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe it will. But it's cool to see Wisconsin kind of turn into a little bit of a hotbed here for for basketball. No Are love for telling- Johnny Davis. I mean, get out of here. <laughs> uh, Kayvon Looney's uh, in front of Johnny no. Davis. Uh, no. Yeah, no, Davis. no. Baldwin, Baldwin might be in front of Johnny Davis at this point. Uh, you were telling me that Wisconsin might have a hard time bringing NBA caliber players to the university when they went 11 minutes without scoring a field goal. They still won last night. I mean, what a what a sweet, sweet game that was. I, I mean, there's it on the bright side there's lots of opportunity right like if you want to get some shots up you want to you know revamp the offense uh, if you bring that level of talent in and skill you just might be the guy that that helps wisconsin score their first basket in 11 minutes you know i've seen jim top a drive then top a second shot onto the green and then two putt for par before there's no pictures on the final scorecard it dubs a dub there jimmy mr pro golf hall of famer nobody in canada. has to nobody has to watch me golf though it's the problem what are you talking about you made the hall of fame in canada that is true that is true congrats on that by the way. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah big honors so eric we got obviously a game against the bulls here in a couple days but then or tomorrow but then yeah. you've got a nice break right <laughs> what are you gonna do with your time like what restaurants are you hitting up are you sure. going to stay in Milwaukee? Are you going to bounce around? Are you going to come visit me and have me cook for, for the you? All-Star game, maybe? Uh, no. So, uh, one, I, I do try my best not to go to the All-Star game. <laughs> that's that's always – the access just isn't very good. There's so many people in the city, and it just it never ends up being worth it. So, one I'm, not going to, I'm, one, I'm not going to the All-Star game. I'm not going to work. Uh, two, I have a friend in Mexico City. I was thinking about going to Mexico City for a couple days – and then I thought about packing a bag and traveling, and I was like, that just sounds like work. <laughs> um, I don't want to do that. I, I just got off a, a long road trip out in California, which was lovely. I uh, had a great time there. But in my head, I was like, no, I'm not. I can't do it. I can't book another trip. So my plan is to sit on my couch and do absolutely nothing for probably four days. Just absolutely nothing. I don't know. Is there like, do you do video games? Does anyone got like a video game I should play? I don't know. I need to yes. find something. To I like, got you. You're not, are you not a 2K guy? Connect with the players? Uh, their, I'm sure it's a big game for the players. Oh, no. I do, I do play some 2K, but I just don't know how deep. Uh, like four days, I guess I could probably get a season or two in. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I have lots of options, but as long as I can stay on my couch, ah. that's what I'm worried about. If you feel like you do need a mini trip, come to Madison. Yeah. Well, I'll, we'll I'll make you. sure you have a good yeah. time. I'll cook for you. you Better go. than most of the food you're getting out on the you road. You can see sure. Matt's gold medal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. all sorts of fun things we can do. Right. So that's humble. Good. Oh, I mean. <laughs> 
the hum- hey, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Hamilton, the two most humble human beings I know. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what's your Rodgers take? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's my Rodgers take? Yeah, what's your Rodgers take? <laughs> um, wow. That's a it's a large all-encompassing question. Um, he's he's a ridiculous human. Um, <laughs> I really I I used to think I really would have loved to cover him, and now I don't think that's the case. Like, I don't think I could watch McAfee every week and, like, need to, like, write about it and do all of that. So, um, I mean, I don't think he's going to play for the Packers next year. I think he's going to go somewhere else. Um, I do think – I mean, maybe I should – Book four days in a dark hole. There you go. Like maybe that's what I should do with my All Star. Kind of sounds like that's what it's you're doing. four you're nights of complete darkness. <laughs> right. So maybe maybe that works for me. I don't know. Like it seems like maybe it's a good reset. I, I truly don't know. So um, yeah, he's a weird dude. Just a weird dude. Yeah, it's called uh, solitary confinement uh, in prison. What they do to punish prisoners. But hey, I would recommend have a screen on. But do you the- know why they're doing that? Because they got in trouble. Because they want them to think they about their someone. actions. They, they want someone. them to be introspective about Reflection. what they did. Yeah. Yes, because prison's totally about reform. All right, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Eric, thanks so much for hopping uh, on. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.